Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Nate Langelli. And I'm Brad Baldwin. So I'm not sure about you guys, but it seems like there's a little bit, slightly, of negativity in our society today, just a smidge. With so many freedoms and opportunities that are in the United States, it seems like many people are pessimistic about life. Life is hard, that's true, but does that have to determine our attitude? Is there a way for us to swing the pendulum from negativity towards positivity? And if we can, I think that would have a tremendous impact at home, at work, at school, and we all like to play. I like your optimism, Nate. You know what? Yeah. I, I do what I can. You are a happy, happy person. It's the caffeine from all the coffee I, t- I drink. I, I get it. All right, so our essential question for today. Negativity produces disrespect. Disrespect causes people to feel underappreciated. That produces dissatisfaction. We see that played in our we play, we see that played out in our schools. Let's reverse that. So here's the question: Can positivity and respect greatly change our educational system? So later we're going to sit down with Mr. Keith Kavalik, Freedom Area School District's longtime band and chorus teacher, who we're sad to say will be heading off into the sunset after a long and storied career. We'll be right back after this word from Aretha Franklin. Welcome back. Today we're going to tackle the issue of disrespect in the teaching profession and its ramification on students, as well as teachers. Let's begin with an article titled, The Freedom to Teach, which is found in the April publication of AFT Voices, and here's part of what it says. Ask any teacher why she entered the profession and she's likely to talk about inspiring and nurturing students, cultivating their potential and prompting joy, or promoting, which it says, oops, in learning. Ask her how she feels about teaching today, and you're likely to get a reaction ranging from exasperation to tears. We are in the midst of a crisis that is destroying the soul of teaching and hollowing out the teaching profession. So that's quite the uh, thesis statement, if you will. Uh, What do you guys think about the overall idea behind that? I mean, we've talked a couple times in the pod about just uh, the teacher burnout and how and how real that seems to be. Um, and I know that you know we've had some conversations on the side about you know in the time that we've been in the profession, have we noticed some significant changes and what you know what things cause those sort of reactions from from teachers? And uh, I, I think I don't know, Brad. Would you agree that maybe it's it's not the job itself, but the the outside noise uh, that that really kind of detracts from the the joy of what the job actually brought you in the first place? Maybe. Oh, for, for sure. I mean, that sounds like all of our teaching philosophies. What that teacher said, essentially. Uh, but hey, it's it's easy to to get burned out, like we've talked about, and lose track of uh, why we're really teachers. For the kids and I think it's it's easy to be pessimistic as we talked about in our opening I don't know I still feel fresh as a daisy though <laughs> <laughs> wish, I could, wish I could say you looked it wow I'm just kidding you're beautiful wow. you're beautiful man yeah, he, he has kids he gets a little I'm just more jealous of you just jealous of your height <laughs> <laughs> um, but no it, it is all very true um, but going on it also says teachers and other school employees are leaving the profession at the highest rate on record Nearly three hundred thousand each year. Wow, that's uh, you know. Side note: roughly the size of the population of Pittsburgh. Two thirds before retirement age. Enrollment in teacher prefe- preparation programs plummeted thirty-eight percent nationally between just two thousand eight and two thousand fifteen. There were one hundred and ten thousand fewer teachers than needed in the school <clears throat> last school year. And all fifty states started the school year with teacher shortages and schools serving majorities of students of color and students living in poverty experienced the highest teacher turnover rates. And this is adjusted for inflation, but in 38 states, teacher salaries are lower than before the Great Recession back in 2008, and 25 states spent less on K-12 education in 2016 than prior to 2008. Public school facilities got a D plus. Is that like a side, a side note? <laughs> when you get a D and they throw a plus on the end of it, does that make you feel better about things? It goes it's not, back not, to that optimism we were talking about. What <laughs> 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 a little plus sign there. <laughs> a mask over that D right there. We should ask Dr. Brian Wargo about that. <laughs> uh, and that rating was from the American Society of Civil Engineers. So that means that thousands of schools are outdated, unsafe, and unfit, and are making people sick. 
The lack of resources is literally a matter of life and death. It talks about a child in Philadelphia died after suffering an asthma attack in a school without a nurse on duty. So all that to say, uh, there are some serious problems. Uh, what do you guys think about some of the statistics that were uh, mentioned there in the article? It's hard not to be pessimistic looking at some of this stuff and some of these statistics. And, and uh, wow, that, that last one with the, uh, the child dying in a Philadelphia city school uh, because no nurse on duty, that's, that's crazy. But in, and we look at the uh, you know in two episodes this season the politics of ed policy and the, one of the I'd say uh, consensus sees. <laughs> uh, <that laughs> Did you we, just make that up? I might have. We'll, I, I like it. Yeah, take a few liberties as an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we you know sort of collectively agreed that it is frustrating when decisions that impact the way that you do your job are made by folks in many instances that don't really know what your day-to-day -day looks like. So I do find it uh, ironic, um, frustrating that these statistics are real, they, they're troubling to say the very least, and the folks that could probably make some decisions to kind of uh, point the ship in the right direction, and I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing a tie with anchors on it right now. <laughs> and I, Side note. I like it. I, I was unaware. Maybe you aren't. Anchors away is not spelled like away. See, I, I was in the hmm. dark. It's not A-W-A-Y. Don't say I never taught you anything. You taught me, well, you, you taught me that people can pull off ties with anchors plastered all over them. You, you pull it off very well, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it is frustrating whenever those decisions can be uh, probably uh, corrected in a way by, by some of these folks, yet um, the focus doesn't seem to be on the right areas and, uh, you know, the it's like cut, cut, cut instead of, um, you know, like let, let's put some funding where funding is needed and talk to the people that are actually uh, doing this stuff for a living. And I, I agree. A lot of times, maybe I'm maybe I'm being pessimistic, not optimistic here, Brad, just for you. <laughs> but like every time there's a big campaign coming around, education seems to be a pretty important talking point, a pretty important piece of the agenda. But when you look at some of these um, results, is it just words then? Is it more just talking without any real action? It seems to be in certain cases that that's unfortunately the case where yeah, it sounds good to talk about, we care about it, want to fix it, but are we actually, as the saying goes, putting our money where our mouth is? Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that um, in terms of just facilities or resources or, or whatever it is. And, but it's not just about money, okay? It can't always just be about money because areas with less money, they're still doing good things, doesn't mean teachers are leaving there. Uh, so the article continues to say that teachers' dissatisfaction stems not just from underfunding and disgraceful school conditions, they are frustrated and demoralized by deprofessionalization that strips them of their freedom to teach. In recent focus groups, teachers across the country spoke about entering teaching excited, optimistic, and determined to make a difference in their students' lives. And they spoke with equally deep emotion about the stress and disrespect they soon experienced. This is an alarming and growing crisis. It has two major roots, deep disinvestment from public education and the deprofessionalization of teaching. And America must confront both, the article says. So what do you guys think about that? So beyond just the funding, but like we talked about at the beginning, this idea of respect, lack of respect. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking that if people feel appreciated and valued, that may cover over a lack of resources in certain areas, right? If you are actually feel as though you're supported, whether it's not financially, but like emotionally supported, you, have, you know, people have your back, uh, you know, people care about what you're doing, that might make it a lot easier to kind of push through even if you are missing certain resources around. That's just a, just a thought that I had. I think it's a huge part of it. I think just being appreciated or feeling appreciated, just, I mean, a simple simple phrase, thank you, goes a long way. And I know we just talked about this not too long ago with with uh, something that happened recently, but I mean, for the most part, we're pretty fortunate here. I feel like we're appreciated as teachers and as, as educators, and it doesn't just stem from within the school district. Well, it does within the school district, but uh, looking at families and, and the community and administration, like. I was talking about a little bit before. Like it's it's important to hear, thank you, and and just feel appreciated. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> and that definitely. Thanks, buddy. Aaron. Hey, anytime, buddy. <laughs> uh, but that clearly transcends education. You know, like that everything that you just said would apply in any walk of life. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's everybody wants to feel appreciated. When you feel appreciated, your morale is 
higher and uh, you're going to be more likely to, to work harder and to uh, to stick it out and to kind of be a bigger part of the, the, uh, the system that you're in. And so just, you know. Are you saying that Antonio Brown would still be a stealer if <laughs> he would have felt appreciated? If he would not have felt deprofessionalized perhaps I don't, in the organization. I don't know that any amount of appreciation was going <laughs> to keep him happy enough to stick around. Uh, but that's a story for another day. That's a story for another day. Um, so for, for a more humorous approach uh, about on our topic here, there's an article in, uh, November, from November of 2008 written by Shannon Reed. It was titled, If People Talk to Other Professionals the Way They Talk to Teachers. So buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> I'm buckled. Ah, a zookeeper. So you just babysit the animals all day. My colon never acts this way at home. Are you sure you're reading the colonoscopy results correctly? Did you ever think that maybe you just don't like my colon? <laughs> I like your colon, buddy. All right. Uh, I'd love to just play with actuary statistics all day. That would be so fun. I bet you don't even feel like you're at work. Or how about, you're a sanitation worker, huh? I hated my garbage collectors when I was growing up. One of them once yelled at me when I stood directly in front of their truck and kept it from completing its appointed rounds. And ever since, I've just loathed all of them. Everywhere. So you run a ski lodge? Do you just like chill during the summer? Must be nice. That sounds that familiar. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> Since my singer-songwriter thing isn't taking off yet, I've just been thinking about going into lawyering. I mean, how hard can it be? I know criminals like me, or at least the two that I see once a year at Thanksgiving do. Burn. <laughs> Before you give me a ticket, officer, I just wanted to mention, my taxes pay your salary. We should ask Officer Liberty what he would think of that sort of response. And sure, the pay is low, but I bet the joy of putting together press releases for local events is reason enough to stick with this job in the events dis division of the Chamber of Commerce. You must really believe in its mission. Guys, weigh in here. <laughs> well, let's just be clear. Other professions kind of feel similar things on this, but we're you know, in the teaching profession. And I don't... I don't know why, but it does seem, at least with teaching and maybe a few other professions, people like to offer their candid thoughts a lot more than they would in others. I don't necessarily understand as to the why portion of it, but I, I see that they do. Maybe because having kids involved in something, they feel as though they have a greater way. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand those sort of, because some certain other jobs you just never would have think, like, like that she's trying to point out that you would never speak to somebody like that in that fashion, but for whatever reason in teaching it happens. Right, I think everybody thinks they're an expert in education too. I think that's a big part of it. Because they've all been through it. Because we've been through it. We're all yeah. in school at one point. Everybody's been a student, so they kind of have a feeling. I guess I can get that. Like, oh, high school's like, a waste, I've been, whatever. I've, had, I've been through a few doctor's appointments. I guess I'm qualified to, to then <laughs> diagnose other people. I think the and first Aaron's thing... Aaron's colon. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think the, the the first thing that popped in my head whenever we got into that side of the conversation was the uh, state senator from Washington State last month that uh, that said that uh, nurses just play cards all day. Did you, did you see that? Did <laughs> uh, you yeah, catch that? I did not. Um, yeah. she, she had said that nurses just played cards all day, and the internet exploded uh, with just uh, with nurses and and things. And and I felt that I felt that because. We, you know, that that reminded me very much of our conversation about, you know, must be nice to have summers off conversation. Um, nurses and, and teachers, I think, have a lot in common as, as far as um, like what's expected of them. Um, it, it, speaking in generalities, of course, um, right. and and how their jobs are undervalued and underpaid and and things like that. And so when I saw that story, I was so excited to see that like the masses kind of rose up to try to, <laughs> and and it and it, uh, it sparked an apology. From from the state senator, um, and there were people that were actually inviting her, like come and come and join me on a shift. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you what it's like, you know, and uh, and yeah, it, but you're you're absolutely right. This is not uh, this is not mutually exclusive. Like the, this issue would apply to probably lots of professions. I, hey, if if, uh, if you feel like your profession, listeners, um, is uh, underappreciated or, or, or kind of painted into a corner like that where you feel like the, the, the people that make these comments towards you really just don't get it. Let's hear from you on Twitter, at Pod for Teacher. Well, 
Aaron and I will hear from you on Twitter. We'll tell Brad. <laughs> we'll relay the message. Carrier pigeon, perhaps. Who yeah, knows? Not a word. Soak signals. Take a screenshot and send him a text message. <laughs> Ooh, <fancy>. <laughs> Look, I'm up to iMessages now, all right? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. A little promotion for Apple. <laughs> uh, here's a counter to that, though. All right. The other day I was going somewhere, and my friend, we were going somewhere. We both used Maps. He on the iPhone, me on Google Maps. Google Maps got me right there. iPhone, other end of town. Mm. And other people are saying the same thing. So I, I'm just... So out there, Apple, apparently your maps aren't up to snuff here on certain uh, locations. You guys like Waze? I've not really, I've not really been into, uh, I, I tried it a couple times, but... Um, Never used it, no. I'm a Google guy, I really am. I am too. No, I love Google Maps, but my wife told me a story about when they went to the beach a couple summers ago, her, uh, her friend put Waze on, and apparently there's a setting that you can have T-Pain give you directions. Turn right! <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. Auto-tune directions? Yep, auto-tune yeah. directions. But apparently it's pretty cool. I don't know. i got to check it out. But. And if any of these companies would care to sponsor us, we'd... Yeah, yeah. Still throwing that out there. We'd we'll take kickbacks, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right, so Zero back... scruples here about your teacher. <laughs> back, back on track. Uh, the Respect Initiative, which came from a new business item approved by the PSEA House of Delegates in December, calls for increasing the state's minimum educator and faculty salary to $45,000 a year. The current minimum of $18,500 has been unchanged since 1988. It's my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> uh, when gas prices hovered around a dollar a gallon. Man, I couldn't imagine. I don't ever remember a dollar a gallon. Do you guys? I, I do. remember like dollar something. Yeah, I remember dollar like but yeah, dollar and change, I remember, yeah. like right around like 2001 or, or whatever, right when I was starting to drive, I think. I guess I just wasn't paying attention then. Sounds about right. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and the median sale price of a U.S. home was $120,000. I'm not sure what it is today. I have no clue. Median sale. Probably two, mid twos, I'd say. I think average. you're just guessing right now. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, at least around here, I know there's certain expenses. All right. Uh, Respect also seeks an increase in the hourly minimum wage in recognition of the financial struggles of many education support professionals. Governor Tom Wolf agrees that included both measures in his 2019-2020 state budget proposal. The increase in the minimum, minimum educator salary would not impose a further financial burden on local school districts as the governor's proposal asks for a one-quarter of one percent increase in the state's basic education funding, less than half a penny on the dollar, to pay for it. It has a bipartisan support. Senator Judy Schwenk and Representatives Tara Tuhill and Kyle Mullins are the prime sponsors. Governor Wolf's minimum wage proposal would increase it from its current level of $7.25 an hour to $12 in 2019 and $15 by 2025. All right, guys, you want to weigh in here? I'm going to circle back real quick. Uh, oh, boy. According to Google. <laughs> Love Google. Um, the... <laughs> Median price for a home in the United States, according to Zillow, and this was from a 2017 uh, report um, from CNBC, so 2017. <laughs> way back in 2017, um, the median price was $199,200. Okay. Oh, radically impressive. With nah, I was a little off. I said mid, I said mid twos. 199. Okay. Man. Now, but back to the idea here. This is obviously a huge debate: raising things like minimum wage, raising. Mm -hmm. Who's going to pay for long-term effects? And it comes down to like philosophical beliefs about how an economy should be run, that sort of stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, no matter what you're looking at, most people would say you're going to invest in things that you want to see take off. You look at major companies; they're investing in themselves before they even make it big, right? It's not like so. <clears throat> I can see the point here. Now, how many teachers would this affect? Obviously, not every school district starts teachers at eighteen thousand five hundred dollars no. in Pennsylvania, um, but some are lower than others throughout the state. So I, I think, you know, causing for, um, you know, adjusting for inflation, those are important things to take into consideration. The idea is, yeah, pay. I mean, it, sometimes it sounds selfish that people are trying to say, oh, teachers may be being greedy. Or maybe people want to make a living and be able to support a family and not have to work a second or third job or not be burned out having to take on this sponsorship and that sponsorship to try and make ends meet. At the end of the day, I think just trying to make a living better for people is just going to help overall because then maybe you won't have such high turnover in the profession. You won't have such a shortage of teachers throughout this state, throughout the country. So it sounds positive. Obviously, people are going to argue about paying for it, but here they say it's not going to cost that much, but then people are going to argue, well, still raising this, maybe this tax or that. Um, but you got to think big picture. And I think big picture-wise, investing in things like education 
is only going to benefit a society long term versus the, the, the other side, converse, would that be the right word, perhaps? Yeah. And hey, a rising tide raises all ships, right? Um, not to man, you and these, you and these ships. Very, very nautical. <laughs> staying, <laughs> staying nautical with my maritime like references. I did. And, I uh, went deep sea fishing once and got seasick, and I was miserable mm. the whole time. I've done other fishing. I've been, but that deep sea with the you just sit there and the waves bloop bloop bloop. Anyway, I digress. Well, either way, you know, I, I guess the point is, like, you know, are these specific figures the you know is it gonna is it gonna be the the panacea that's gonna kind of move everything in the right direction it's hard to say is are there other you know reforms that, that could kind of uh, you know impact the way that the profession is viewed and, and how the people that are in it feel appreciated sure there's, there's lots of different things that can be considered but um, could it be a step in the right direction obviously its purpose is to aid in that effort you know so um, I guess you know one can only can only tell like you can say like current model apparently is not perfect right you see people leaving and leaving you see this underfund so at least maybe trying something new like we mentioned in a previous episode about like when we we're talking about teacher evaluation maybe the current model and so somebody's like okay let's tweak it right right maybe it isn't the solution but at least you're trying something and so i think that's the encouraging thing is like well let's try something if it doesn't work say okay let's try something else so when we come back, we'll dive right in with, with Mr. G. <laughs> you like that? Yes. Yep. Yep. Should we just have, start, start having themed episodes? I think we should, start yeah. Sprinkling in That's terms really going to increase listenership tremendously. <laughs> tremendously. Listenership. Uh, I see what you did there. Oh, man. This is great. It's really just is, happening now. He is really quite the mentor. Like You're really soaking up oh, man, everything. I love it. That he has <laughs> Full dad offer. humor is out. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, we'll dive right back in with Mr. Keith James Kovalik, a legend around these parts and whom Nate lovingly refers to as Chuckles. Good old Chuckles. <laughs> Stick with us. Pod for Teacher is the brainchild of Aaron Fitzpatrick, Nate Langelli, and Brad Baldwin, and is produced in their personal capacity. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the host and guest's own and do not reflect the views of Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without the written consent of Juan Valdez is strictly prohibited. For the listeners who may have accidentally stumbled upon this pod and somehow have never heard of you, let's start with some background. How long have you been teaching and which roles have you had during that time? Take a stem memory lane a bit. Can you remember that much? Who are you lane? talking to? Me? You. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Am I the center of attention? As thought, per usual. I thought that was the norm. <laughs> oh, it is the norm, but okay. Well, now what did you say? So how long have you been teaching? Uh, Give us a recap of everything. Uh, while you, entire, uh, yeah, 30, like, let's, let's take a, take 30, a little stroll. 32 and a half. couple in West Virginia, a couple at El Equipo, one in the city of Pittsburgh, and 27 here, I think. Wow. Some kind of numbers like that. Hey. So they all blend together. So during that time, yeah. like what what roles have you held? What, what, roles. What, 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 what kinds of things have you been? Do not been chew into? gum in class. Um, <laughs> do not eat your crayon. Uh, those kind of roles. Or roles. 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 Oh well, I like him. I like him. Hawaiian rolls with turkey dinner and Thanksgiving. Those are those are those are good rolls. Those are great rolls. Mancini's makes great rolls too. Yeah, really good. Here we have the ones with the cinnamon butter up at Texas Roadhouse. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of cinnamon butter. Those are good. Those are good rolls. But speaking of Mancini, weren't you involved with stuff that used to be a part of like Mancini Awards? Yeah, a couple years with the Drama Club. Mm hmm. We usually won best show. We always won best show. Come think of it. One year, I think the one best year one was whenever we were in it, though, right? As uh, in the Wizard of Oz, I think. Were yeah. you guys the monkeys? What were you guys? The trolls. The, what are those guys called? Oh, yeah. The Winkies. The Winkies, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, most masculine the of, of titles you could possibly have. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time. Do you uh, So, the, the, the one time uh, for any listener that maybe happened to be there or not be there, I guess, on the right. Sunday Why show. Why can't I understand what he's asking me? I think you're just tuning him out. <laughs> he's he's so good at that. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back in a second. But right. speaking of the Wizard of Oz, do you remember the Sunday show? Whenever uh, we were supposed to come out as the as the guards, and instead we came out with kiss makeup on. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. You that was buried your face in your hands. <laughs> you know, what was I gonna do? It was, you, it, was, it was too late by that it time. It was too late. Yeah, really. Who cares? <laughs> 
But see, that's how you got to you got to you got to take it lightly. There's times you need to be straight up and you need to be your best. But there's also times you got to let your hair down and just have fun in education. By the looks of you, you've let all of your hair down. <laughs> I was, Tell I was, us about that. I was going to be nice. I was going to let that pass. No, but I, I'm, that's, a, that's okay. <laughs> it just shows how much fun I've had. Touche. Touche, sir. I've had a lot of fun in my and, and years. You've, you've dabbled in maybe some chorus band stuff over and the some, years as well? I've done. I've, I've even done baseball coaching here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've done baseball coaching with Johnny Rose, and I've done uh, – middle school baseball year I did musicals I've done obviously the band and the chorus I actually even took recorder kids in fourth grade to parades I did a lot of things I, I, I don't know where this came up but I was looking I saw maybe had old pictures maybe it was our, our good friend Senor Bowen he has old pictures you know, he shows mm. of you in a tan trench coat. Yep. There, there's clothes underneath it. It wasn't just Yeah, a, that's right. That was our yeah. New York trip. Is that what that was? That was, oh, a, okay. that was a, a chorus drama combined trip to New York to see some musicals. Yeah, that's in our younger days. <laughs> Bowen, he's, he, he, I don't even think he had any chest hairs back then. It was all, <laughs> that's a long time ago. He still, was, he still wobbled, though. You know? I, I was surprised when he said that he, he used to... What was his title on the musical stuff? He used to help you out for uh, years. Yeah, yeah, he did the, um, I guess the stage manager is what he was. Stage crew. Uh, I was, I was he's going to hear this, too. He's, he's an I know, listener. I heard, yeah, that's what I hear. It's one customer you have. <laughs> well, maybe three, seven, yeah. I don't know, wherever it's at. Um, now, since you recapped that so beautifully for us, this is kind of off topic now. What is your favorite gardening tip that I feel you can like I'm share? I'm talking to Dr. Phil. <laughs> Nate has way less credibility than Dr. No, Phil. You're, you have a green thumb, correct? <laughs> I uh, I do, yes. There's okay. no doubt. Gardening I is thumb. kind of a passion, yes, would you say? most definitely is, okay. Yes. okay, so what kind of tips would you have for our uh, few listeners out there when it comes to gardening? You have to treat your garden and your plants like pets. You, you don't let a pet go you take a day. Them on walks? No, <laughs> no, but you can't let a pet go one or two days without water. You can't let you gotta feed a pet every day. You pay that much attention to a garden, it will grow. That seems very wise. You and just, you apply that to you just don't you just life. don't plant it and then hope it bears fruit. You gotta be out there managing it. You gotta water it in the evenings constantly and when needed and and you know adjust with the weather to not overwater or whatever. But you gotta pay attention. Is there anything you want to do to be good? You have to pay attention to it. Just like you can't hand a kid an instrument and say, "Go play it and be good." That's right. You got to oh, teach it. Wow. You got to wow. take it home and practice it. Now, if you had, if you had to summarize, give us a couple. Of, what would be like favorite memories from your well, teaching experience? Not not gardening. I know you've had a lot of fun in your day. We're passing all around here. Um, well, that's what we do. We have no, well, one thing I no plan here. Well, one here. thing I wouldn't do in a classroom is bounce a ball all the time. Um, I think that's something that doesn't need to be done. I think you need to it works pay, like pay, coordination. Pay, pay more attention to the students. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> that would be one thing I'd consider doing uh -huh. myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. You lost my support for the KK Memorial Wing, by the that's way. That's all right. It's, it's going to be out there one way or the other. Um what did he ask me? About? I don't even know. Memory, yeah. favorite some, memories, some favorite teaching. memories that just jump out at you from from your yeah. time favorite in, in the well, legal, illegal, in the whatever. It doesn't matter. You're, you're out of the, you're out of here anyway. It doesn't matter. You can share. Well, with all all honesty, the best times are the winning times. Either be at a musical and you hear your school name mentioned as best show, or you're at the band festival at Geneva and you got ten, twelve other schools around and they're on their feet for you. I mean, when you take the kids from basically just an idea in your head to the final production, and the final production just destroys the county, it, it, that's the rush. That's when the kids know it, and the families know it, your families know it, and the, everybody in the place is responding that way. It's there's no greater high. It, it's it's a rush and a half, and that's your self-esteem and everything grows when you are successful, and you made it happen with the kids that's that those are the best times there was numerous of those 
You know, it could be the pride of watching them go by on Main Street Disney. It could be the pride of watching this audience stand up. It could be the pride of the auditorium being packed and sold out three nights in a row and having them on their feet at every night. You know, you know when you won. You know when it's a hit and the kids are successful. And that's those are the best times, period. I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed you didn't say when I shout chuckles down the hall. That's not one of your uh, favorite memories. Of, hey, chuckles! No? doesn't really do it for you as much as a standing room ovation full of It's people. really, first of all, it's really a stupid name. <laughs> and number, number two, it's like, it's like you need attention or something. Uh, it's like, I, I don't even know what to say to you half the time. It's like, am I your only friend? Is that why he calls me that? I'm, ev- I'm everybody's friend. That's why I call you that. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, then I'll respond more to you when I hear it. Well, you only have a, a couple weeks left to do that, you know? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a smile. There, there, there you go. There you go. Uh, so we talk a lot on this pod about how just how education's changing and in the things about oh, things by, by the way, this is how it ties in with our overall sure. episode gotcha. now. Right. So now, right. now we're bringing it in. We're so the episode it itself Must be we, government funded. <laughs> <laughs> well, the episode itself we've been talking about just respect in general and it, like respect of the profession, respect uh, of the of the individuals that, that make up the profession. And you know, granted, you know, we've collectively been in the show for for what maybe not even. Well, you and I, twenty some years combined. So our, our, me, you, Brad, all together, right, right, combined, do not amass the number of years' experience that you had in your career. So, and obviously, you've had like a much. We're not saying you're old. A much bigger window to look at. So, like looking back at the the past thirty two, thirty three years of education, how uh, how's it changed from from your perspective? Well. Obviously, technology is taking over big time. You can't, I mean, it's just, you can watch people walk down the sidewalk and face down, you know. Faces are down everywhere, and it's not just the kids. It's society everywhere you go, and it's really hard to take that on. You're a one-man show in a classroom, and you're supposed to be so entertaining and so knowledgeable in your subject matter that there's nothing more than those kids want to listen to than you or learn from than you. And that's just an impossibility anymore. I mean, 50 years ago, maybe barely a radio in a home, you know, uh, no television even out yet, but now they got it's instant gratification. It's hard to fight that. And, and they're honestly using them most of the time for the wrong reason. You know, if it's simple chat and text and emails between friends and the all the other apps that are out there and they're usually using it for the wrong reason and then when you have their their parents even in the middle of your classroom texting them I mean how do you how do you fight it that's an instant loss of control instant loss of attention span you think about it, bouncing a ball in the room yeah yeah you want to do yeah why don't you add some of that to it too you know no it, it's 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 just hard it, and you know, to be honest with you, I'm glad I'm at the end of that fight because it's a fight that I'm not haven't been enjoying the last five or maybe ten years. So it's and I'm a big user to technology. I, I know it to a point. I understand it. I use it. I even taught a lot of it here for a while and and was involved with it. And but it's just it's a younger man's game now. You know, it's a younger younger man's game, and I'm glad you guys are fit for the long haul and you know because I, I my days with it are done I had different things to deal with different ways of dealing with things and our problems with disciplines and everything it, it, things have adapted and changed and it's time for somebody else to take it over so as things changed yeah they changed a lot um, for the negative not all not all for the negative but I mean, I'm not even sure how long brick-and-mortar school buildings will be around. You know, how much further will this cyber go to where every kid's cyber in his own education anywhere he wants to? You know, who knows? So, Um, Along with some changes, what about, I guess more specifically then, what about attitudes of people? Is that really like students, parents, like the attitude towards education, towards schooling, towards teachers? Have you seen that change? Well, let me throw that, that back to you. I was at a, my son's wedding this weekend, and I drove past in the middle of Georgia a one 
build a single building, one room, old school. Do you think the kids that were in going to that school treated the teacher in that building 150 years ago the same as our students treat teachers today? I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't think it was about the same. I think there's a lot, a lot of room for. Um, oh boy, how do how do you call that? I I think there's a lot of more discipline needed in. And teachers deal with more today than just maybe 20 years ago. Uh, there was different problems in the 60s. You had racial riots. You had this. You have. I mean, there's always been problems in education and in society. But I think it's you. You got you got good kids and you got good and bad and everything. I mean, you got kids that need extra help, extra work, extra time. And um, maybe if there's one thing I think I, I would like to see change, I'd like to see the top echelon kids get the same time and dollars spent per student on them as we put into the lower end students. I think there's an imbalance there. But I, I, I can't stomach the fact that we pay baseball players $164 million over a 10-year period for them to play baseball and teachers and cops and policemen and, and the jobs that really can make a bigger impact on society they really are not looked at that way. You just remind That bothers me. You just remind me, I can't remember the guy's name. You see the new story about the one billionaire who's going to pay the student loans for the whole graduating class of, was it Moorhead College, right? I think so. That's like, anyway, still like, so like different priority, right? right? Using money towards that versus. Right. Well, but that's only a band aid, but it is sure. nice, you know. Sure. But it's yeah, nice to hear. But it's, it, I think, you know, if, if you want to change society's biggest problems, jails, and the number of people in jails, and. No doubt. And, um, uh, Living under the poverty line, mm -hmm. you want to change the major problems in our in our country. You got to go to education, and you got to put stricter rules and stricter guidelines, maybe even on it. You know what I mean? Even to point that every kid in every school in every state does exactly the same thing, in the same way, and has an equal playing field financially, everything, even if it means every one of them wears a uniform. Whatever it takes to say this is our country's priority. And I bet you a lot of those other problems down the road start to clean up. But we got to put that mentality into our country or we're in trouble. And I see it. I really think we're losing control. One thing that you meant when you say like it's a young man's game or whatever, um, when we think about some of the issues that we experience, you know, being, you know, among the younger faction of the faculty, sometimes I think, man, like I see that stuff too. What's the game going to look like mm -hmm. decades from now? And we're about ready to retire. Like, mm -hmm. you know, is you know, is is that the same as you know, whenever you first got in thirty year, thirty plus years ago, where the where the guys retiring then and the, the women retiring yeah. then, telling you, oh man, it's changing. You're not going to like it right now. Yeah. Is it you know, is it just continue down that path? But you're able to kind of adapt and handle it as you go through. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You either do that or burn. But I've like. I, Surprisingly, I've seen a lot of people walk away from education, more than I ever thought I'd see, just walk away from it and went and tried to do something else. And I have relatives and my brother and sister who are in the corporate world big time, you know, and they're under stressful situations, people being losing jobs. My brother-in-law's lost his job four or five times, and each one of them was at least a $300,000 job or more. And they just drop them like that, you know, and he's bounced around. But you know what? When he caught on, he's making $300,000. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of money. Oh, we don't make that as teachers. <laughs> but no matter, I think you brought up a point, maybe making some changes about how education is handled. At the end of the day, no matter what the law is, I'm thinking that if people don't actually care about it, like if people don't actually invest and want to see education succeed, it doesn't matter what kind of changes you're going to make, right? Whether it's uniforms, whether it's this standard, that standard. Yeah. If, if people don't actually care, then that's, I mean, that's, I think that's where it needs to start, whether it's at, in the community, at homes, at government level, all levels. Uh, I don't know how you get, how you can kind of change that mindset to actually make people think it's valuable, you know, to see the, the very uh, big importance of it. Um, Rome fell. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else I was going to say that uh, but you know, nobody cares. You know, you, you've kind of hinted at this, but any advice you'd give for us young whippersnappers here, oh, sitting, sitting around you, since, yeah. since you're now about to head head out on your high horse and your cowboy hat and ride oh. off into the sunset, you know. Yeah, when I think that, um, I think 
Hello? We have callers on our lot. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I think about it, I always think of the, the movie. You ever watch the movie Three Amigos? Did yes. you ever see that? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yes, right but, off into the sunset. Yeah. But anyway, um, what, what advice. advice do you have? Yes, advice. Make your environment in this school the best of your abilities an environment you're happy in from your room to the students you get if you have if you have an opportunity to um, what classes you have to teach if you have the opportunity to maybe change some things down the road or maybe change what you do in your daily routine try to get try to do that try to not always for 30 years teach the same exact thing try to do a little bit of this a little bit of that I've changed my ways and what I've done here at least four or five times and and just you know just a different new spark a different way of looking at it try to keep you you know I'm about your, teaching band next year what do you guys think yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably do better than the guy that was there um, <laughs> not even close but but just trying to make yourself happy in your own little environment like your room up here is is a it's a great room for education I and mean, you obviously have a lot of pull on kids uh, and things like this might just start off as a little bit of fun but it may parlay into something else that is cool and can be part of the curriculum and, and it's all and maybe you know, pay off our student loans uh, or whatever you know <laughs> but the whole thing is, is do what you try to do what you like to do because there's enough of being told what to do for sure um, but you know when you have to teach the test and all things like that there's un some limitations you have but try to have fun you got to have fun have kids around you to help make it fun and um, you know and duck and cover when you can and try to stay out of the way of things that only bring you harm so uh, after all this time you know it's, it's, it's easy to focus on all the all the changes and all the things that, that maybe are frustrating from time to time but would you say the, the goods outweighed the bad in your experience the goods outweigh the bad yeah, 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 it definitely has. The good has outweighed the bad. There's been plenty of success, plenty of good days. There have been bad days. Um, and, and you're going to experience all of it. You can't do one without the other. It's They're intertwined. But um, more checks, more green checks than red X's, for sure. So I'm assuming if you had a lot more red X's than green, you wouldn't have lasted this long in the, no, in the field. Well, no, Maybe you would have, but I don't know for no. longevity purposes. Maybe yeah. if there's still more check marks, I'd still be hanging around a little longer. But, you know, it's not just this place. It's not just school. It's not just education, kids, or administrations. It's it's personal health, mm -hmm. personal family, and, and all that. You know, it all comes into play. And things I'm doing for me and my wife are things that – some are out of necessity, out of on my own health reasons. But uh, and could I probably go a couple more years if I had good health and better scenario? Probably could. Do I necessarily want to? Uh, I don't know. But um, I, all I know is this: I, I truly believe this, and I will say it without no embarrassment whatsoever. I gave everything I had to give to this school district for the years I taught here. I did everything I could to make our students I was involved with shine, have the opportunity to be in an arena to shine, and when we were in that arena to be the best and most successful, be it in the band or be it in the musicals. Or be, I think back when I started here with Patty Ross, I think we were untouchable, and Sue Rigotti, when I first came in here within the, the whole entire high school art department, the arts were we were we were best in the county, no doubt about it. And uh, wherever we went, she went with her Shakespeare, and we went with musicals and the band. Everybody knew Freedom was around, and um, nobody can take that away from me, no matter what. I have wonderful emails and Facebook things from kids from 10, 12, 18, 20 years ago who still know and still believe it, and I made a mark. And that's all I can say that I'm very proud of. Whatever happens, I did the best I could to make a little town of freedom something bigger than it is. And I'm very proud of that, and I sure hope it continues. Well, we've had this conversation many a time just this past year, you know, especially as we know we knew that you were you were you know getting getting down to the wire here. That um, certainly 
big shoes to fill and the place won't be the same. Absolutely. Uh, won't be the same at all. So uh, I, I can't think of a better way to end it than that. Um, Okay, thanks for... Well, I just want to ask, are we going to go on the golf course anytime soon? You can, um, hey, dude, you know, I'm hoping, yeah, man. <laughs> I'd be afraid for my own safety yeah, well, I'm just, not good at it at all. Oh, just remind me, if we are going, I'll bring my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who, is that more for Fitz or myself? No, or? me, because I'm blind now. I, I don't know if I can hit him either. So, we'll try. Well, hey, we're looking. We're really looking forward to that, and I uh, wish you all the best. And thanks for taking the time to, uh, to hang out with us today. Whoever does you. actually listen to this, <laughs> thank thank you for being that person. <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right, bye bye. Pod for Teachers sponsored by Bands of the '90s because we are now those people who say, "When I was a kid." Did you guys think like? Did you guys honestly think that it would be we would be way older than we currently are before we started saying stuff like when I was a kid or before Absolutely. kids would start rolling their eyes at us when we yes. make references to things? Yes, for sure. What's uh, give me give me your best your favorite '90s band that you are confident that oh. maybe less than one percent of your students would have ever known about? I don't know if they're a favorite band, but I mean, the first album by Creed, I really enjoyed. <laughs> What if? What My if? own prison. I mean, come on. Now. What teenage guy could not relate to that album? I was a huge Creed fan for a long time. Yeah, and, and it's funny, like, Creed kind of was the first band that I remember that kind of developed the reputation of Nickelback <laughs> before Nickelback came around. Right. So Nick, Creed was probably more excited than anything that Nickelback draw, like, drew that sort of criticism from everybody else. Man, I'm still thinking. That's a tough one. Um, I'd have to go with maybe... Oof. Oh, man. There's so many one-hit wonders. Let's go with Puddle of Mud. Oh! <laughs> that's a, good, that's one. a good one. I tried that. What was that big song by them? I can't even remember. Blurry? Yeah, I, She Hates Me or something like that. That's Is that the whole title? That's part of it. This is a family show, Yes, right? it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so if we're already saying it now, I can only imagine more and more we will say when I was a kid and then I might just hate myself a little bit more and more each time I do that yeah I thought I'd be in my 50s (laughs) (laughs) end of commercial (laughs) well welcome back so after all of this what have we learned I'll tell you what I think that like that's the kind of interview I, I really like to to be a part of I mean it's 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 really neat to to pick the brain of somebody who's been doing this thing for as long as uh as Kay has has done this job uh and uh we've we, you know I just just thinking of back you know nine years now uh it was my seventh seven, seven, seventh for you you know like how many how many different stories we could tell oh, and share yeah. just about oh, uh, you know oh, interactions yeah. we've had and memories we've made um and it is obvious that you know when you, when you when you look at somebody's career like that and you're it's very inspiring to see how many people and how many lives are touched by by one person mm-hmm. and, and you can kind of see it from the outsider looking in and you know you can only hope that you're doing the same sort of thing that you're having that same kind of impact and that that your career will be uh you know <laughs> at least in in his case uh the you know like legendary really like in a way you know it's like that 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 is becoming less common as we as we get older and the profession changes so um, that it really makes that all the more uh, special and unique yeah and my wife will be happy to know I'm using the word exponential even though she doesn't listen to the pod (laughs) still she'll she'll never know I said that Uh, (laughs) but no you're right though like the people that you impact in education and they grow up and have families and then they have family you just really never know the the entire region just hearing uh, all the people that we've even come in there that we've come in contact with over the years um, who took band here of course and then hearing their stories um, it's just why I even encourage students sit down with people who've lived life you know talk to them it doesn't matter what profession could be older family members friends there's so much you can learn from what they've gone through the stories that they have to, to share the experiences that they've gone through the good and the bad I mean obviously he has a lot of maybe advice for things to avoid some pitfalls he has a lot of advice for like things that were positive um, so I think it's just a, a wonderful reminder to you know sit down and talk with people see what see what life has brought about for them and you know learn from that sure and and even with uh, you know the topic of respect that we've been kind of unpacking here in this episode that it is nice to know that even as times have become 
challenging and in, in times have changed that, you know, it's, it's good to hear, you know, that the good still outweighs the bad. Um, sometimes you wonder when you have a bad day or you have a bad experience or something like that. So that when the good outweighs the bad and you know that that's the end game, um, it is something to look forward to. And it does give you hope in those maybe tougher times. And, you know, it goes to show that those good times and the, and the good experiences that you do have along the way are often, and, you know, not surprisingly, the result of the respect that you get in your profession right so i mean it's all it's kind of cyclical in that way i feel like and i've heard it said once i've shared with other people but sometimes you have the expression you're like sometimes the days are long right with teaching but the years can be fast you think back like can you imagine it's been nine years here for you seven for me and so you're right like looking even though sometimes that there are some stresses some frustrations at the end of the day there's a lot of positive things that are happening and it does come from basically the relationships that people have like from administration to families to community to students to faculty um, just kind of building up that the, the goodwill and the good relationships back and forth goes a long way. Absolutely. And thus concludes season two of Pod for Teacher. Hard to believe we're 13 episodes in already, right guys? Like, what have we learned this year? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've learned that there are so many issues that are out there and so many people have so many different opinions on it. But I just learned that I, I love talking about it. I think having open dialogue, open discussions, open ideas, even if you disagree with people, it's fun just to talk and say, okay, you know, that's a good way of looking at it. This is why I might agree. This is why I might disagree. But just the, the different guests that we've had on, um, just between us and, and what we've been doing, the criticism from Uncle Griff, you know, yep. I, we, the constructive, the constructive criticism, not the condescending, you know. Keeps um, us crisp and on our toes. That's, you know, that's all we can ask from our buddy. <laughs> we have to throw in Bo there, too. Oh, oh yeah. Senior Bo. But yeah, we don't get a, we don't get a little too uh, too salty to reference the open ocean sea waters. Right? We're not too salty. Uh, season three, here we come. <laughs> and we enjoy doing the pod, uh, but yeah, it's, it's the occasional reminder from the folks that that we you know we maybe forget that are listening all the time. You know, we'll hear from everybody if we've waited a little too long to get an episode out. Hey, when's the next episode coming out? A student just asked me that the other day. Yeah, it's like oh, and not that maybe to make fun of us for it. I don't know, but. We appreciate all seven of you guys. <laughs> yep, I'll take, we'll take the constructive criticism, whatever, never, whichever way it comes. Well, anyway, we'd like to thank all of our guests who joined us this season, including Keith Kavalik for joining us today. Chuckles. Follow us on Twitter at Pod for Teacher. You can follow me at A Fitzpatrick CJE, and you can follow Nate at Nlangeli. Please subscribe and rate, and if you feel so inclined, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you found our pod. Reviews help more people find us and connect, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Have a great summer, and we'll talk to you again in September. Bye, everybody. See you. Later, guys.